Should we bring Ed back on the stage, the state rep? Uh, unless you got a horse you want to bring up here and show us how to ride first. You fell off a horse a couple weeks ago, didn't you? I, I don't remember. <laughs> Welcome your state rep, Ed Setzler, to stage. All right, Ed, so on these Freedom Tours, you know, everybody's watching uh, out there on Rumble, and they'll be hearing it later. Some will hear it later on the, on the podcast and watch the video cast of this. Uh, but this is kind of our chance to, to spread what's going on here in Georgia out to the rest of the nation, because this is a state that has tremendous importance. Uh, number one, we all know what happened here, losing the two Senate seats, flipping the Senate, making Kamala Harris the tiebreaker in the Senate. So I think what most of us want to know can we get the Senate seat back next year? Well, thanks, Devin. I appreciate the question. It's, I think you hear the crowd. You know, we're, we're in a place, uh, we lost an all-star game to Colorado because our legislature was so committed to protecting election integrity moving forward. And we passed Senate Bill 202, which did not have every last thing you'd want, but it has 90% of what we wanted to pass an ideal elections integrity bill because we recognize moving forward, Georgia's a leader, not just for our citizens, but in the nation. Well, well, and we've noticed here, right, we had the Florida issues down in, we've had the Florida issues down, you know, back in 2000 and all kinds of fraud. But over time, Florida has, has fixed their system. Um, and you see states like Georgia, Texas, all these red states, and I guess this is, would be considered maybe a, a slightly less than red state now. This, but you guys, we're, we're still a red state. You're going to be red. red all right. All right. This is you getting yourself in trouble. That's Start what I on. like to hear. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. So that means that you guys, you think this law is going to get you towards more closer to Florida so that we know the results on election night. Well, no, no law is going to do it for us. What's going to do it for us is the people of Georgia stepping up and recognizing we need to take control of our state. We need to, we need to put leaders in place that represent our values. We need to talk to all of our friends and family members to not stay home on election day. You know, January 5th was a disaster in Georgia because disheartened conservatives who felt like the election was taken from them on November 3rd made the fatal decision to stay home and not turn out on January 5th. And sadly, it's conservatives, frustrated conservatives who handed control of the United States Senate to Chuck Schumer by allowing two socialist Democrats to be elected. We're going to fix that this time. I think, I think Georgians have recognized the disaster of January 5th. We've got a law in place that helps provide the, much of the election integrity we would want. Voter ID, right? Voter, voter ID and, and, and reining in some of the excesses of absentee voting so that we can, can, can show we're a red state and we're going to be represented by leaders that represent We don't have that in California for all you folks here. We, we mail ballots to everyone. And then everybody can go, anybody can pick up a ballot. You guys could go to California and pick up ballots. Chinese could pick up ballots. I mean, you don't even have to be a citizen of the United States to pick up a ballot. So... But what I think people need to focus on, too, is big tech. And that's one of the reasons why we're broadcasting this live on Rumble, because YouTube would be censoring us right now. So it's not even, we don't even bother going onto YouTube. But Zuckerberg, Facebook, not only did they censor the Hunter Biden laptop story, but they also spent what is now appears to be $500 million. A lot of that money went right into Georgia. It has to be electioneering because this went to help Democrats win elections. And, and I know that we were talking a little bit earlier, but you believe that a lot of that money was spent 
uh, in the Democratic precincts uh, throughout Georgia, right? They were. You know, this, this issue of, of COVID-19 is the gift that keeps on giving for, for Democrats. They want to use it as an excuse to, to, to undermine fair systems. You know, Mark Zuckerberg money put a tremendous density of these drop boxes in Democrat constituencies. They're available everywhere, but if you have one drop box in your county that's, that's, that's 50 miles across, but yet there are drop boxes every, every couple blocks in the Democrat constituencies, it's just not fair. Uh, so money washed in in 2020. We've stopped that. Our election integrity bill uh, made sure that there's an even distribution of drop boxes around the state. We made sure that you have to have a driver's license before you can, can, can vote uh, by absentee or by drop box. All those things were put in place. Basic election fairness. So no more Zuckerbucks here in Georgia. Well, all the money that's going to, that's going to be spent in Georgia is going to be Georgia tax money uh, that's going to, again, we want a fair playing field. We don't need to cheat to win. Our voters in Georgia recognize that common sense conservative values are, are what's going to lead our nation forward. If we just simply have a fair election, conservatives are going to win. Yeah. So I want to go in a bit of a different direction just for a moment because, Ed, in your first sentence last night, you impressed me. You impressed me because we talked about the history of this region and the history of Georgia. We see in our school systems, local schools, we're allowing them to remove history beyond 1960. And when they do share it, it's not factual. So what is your recommendation from a local standpoint to get involved with the school board and make sure that we cannot get a roadmap, make sure people understand we cannot have a roadmap for the future if we don't know where we've been. And Georgia's history is so rich and, and true to patriotism to begin with. The Republican Party, as you know, was founded as an anti-slavery party to, 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 to plant its flag in freedom. It's the party of Abraham Lincoln, and it's still the party of freedom today. When you think about the narrative that the other side is bringing to try to deceive and confuse people, it's sickening. I mean, what the left sees is they see as the socialist agenda, that the, the big government socialist agenda takes over the Democratic Party, people from uh, of Asian descent, Latinos, African Americans, who, who, for whom the American dream has really worked. It's amazing. As I went door to door and thousands of doors last election, I meet these families, African American families, who, who've traditionally voted Democrat, but recognize, you know what, the American dream has worked for me. Ed, you share my values. I'm going to support you. I think as the, as the Democratic Party recognizes that the American people are waking up to the radical agenda, waking up that the Democratic Party is the party of absolute control, the, the party of attacking the faith, they recognize the Republican Party is defending those American ideals which made our nation great, which work for them, and we just need to be able to communicate to the folks around us. That's what the Republican Party believes. And these constituencies that the Democrats try to hold captive uh, by telling lies and by trying to divide Americans, that cannot continue to happen. So along those lines, the, the noise, the chaos, the controversy, are we inspiring the 18 to 35-year-olds to vote, or are we just chasing them from being engaged at all? You know, I think we underestimate 18 to 35-year-olds. You know, people talk about 18 to 35-year-olds kind of being cool with socialism and these things. I think we need to speak to them on the issues. You know, you know, Devin and I may not look as cool as some of the elected officials. Uh, as Trent. <laughs> as Trent. Um, you, you know, the, 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 the That was a compliment. Wow, thank you. The Republican Party doesn't pander to people by the way we fix our hair, by, by, by the way we try to try, try – to, 
try to be celebrities. We speak on issues, we speak on truth, and I think 18 to 35-year-olds get that, but we need to be speaking in places where 18 to 35-year-olds are listening. It's amazing the stuff my kids bring to me that are being, being spread around the internet and, and social media platforms I don't even work on or even know about. We need to talk to 18, 35-year-olds. We don't need to write them off. Um, they're the future, and they have a lot of walking around sense that if we can show and expose the lies of this big government socialist left, I think we can win more 18 to 35-year-olds than most folks believe. And that's key because my experience through the years has taught me raising three daughters and working with youth organizations is you get what you expect. Right. And if we expect them to be work, not just socialist uh, sympathizers and loving doing nothing and living in mother's basement, that's what you're going to get. If you expect them to excel, that's what you will get. Well, you know, it's amazing. You know, we have to speak people in language they understand. You, you get 18 to 35-year-olds, they may say, hey, you know, I think socialism sounds cool. But you go on college campuses and say, you know, what if we re redistributed the wealth of grades? What if kids who made A's are now being given B's and kids who partied and made F's are now making D's? What do you think? They, they reject that idea because that's something they understand. We've got to engage people in ways they understand well, and uh, take back our country. I know it's your show, but... There was a school in, many, in north of Minneapolis last week that announced, the school board announced, no more Fs. We're not going to give any more Fs. You know what? I applaud that school board. You know why? So many schools all across this country have been doing it without making a public statement. At least they had the tenacity to say, that's what we're doing. I don't agree with you, right. but schools are doing that, and we need to engage and, and expect kids to excel. All right. Well, no, I was just going to say on the with Dylan, you know, reaching out to young people, the big issue, and that's why we're broadcasting live on Rumble. And one of the challenges we have is that Parler, where 20 million Americans were on, got nuked by the big tech companies. I bet everybody here was probably on Parler, probably had a Parler account, right? So Parler's back up. It's you know, it's had to build back uh, you know its entire infrastructure. Uh, but you know, now we got to get people going back to that. And I see recently Donald Trump announced uh, that he's going to start his own media group, social media company, uh, which I think is exciting. But we talked about Zuckerberg. We talked about big tech, and our, and I know in Florida they're they're investigating some of these big tech companies. Uh, what are you guys doing in, in the Georgia legislature with, with Facebook and Google yeah. and the censoring? Well, all summer, my House Committee on Science and Technology has been working on uh, Section 230 bills, this idea that the, these, these platforms um, get, get, get to sidestep regulation, get to sidestep accountability because they're not publishers. They, they call themselves simply forums, but yet they control content when they want to. Um, no state's been able to crack that nut, and we're committed in Georgia this year to doing that. Uh, we've got, in fact, if you read Clarence Thomas's most recent opinion, he talks about two ways states can engage in, in fairness, uh, and all we want is fairness. You know, we, we don't want to have, we don't want to control the internet and shut down our opponents. We know our, our ideas will win. We simply want fairness in Georgia. You should expect this next legislative session, bills, and I think you'll start to see them roll out in the next two months, one bill in particular, that's going to address this issue of fairness, that, that every platform has to treat all content fairly, that, that First Amendment speech really is, should be free speech, and free speech wins for us. Uh, so Georgia's going to act on that. We're not going to follow what other states did. We've been doing our homework all summer to be able to do this in a strategic way to put fairness back into the Internet conversation. That's great news. So. You, want me to close? you want me to close this segment with another Ronald Reagan quote? Let's hear it. Campaigning for Barry Goldwater. In 1969, Sacramento, California, Ronald Reagan said the problem with our nation today isn't what they know, it's too much of what they know isn't so. 
Right. And it's state representatives like Ed that's going to take care of that for us right here in Georgia. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. That's Setzler, everybody. You're wrapped.